Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant, and this is the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where I'm committed to resolving your child's exhausting sleep habits. This is episode 77, and I am talking with a mom who completed our sleepy coaching course. Her name is Haley, and she shares with me, I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you, I had no clue what she was gonna tell me. I'm still a little bit shocked that she just openly admitted in the beginning that they didn't follow things exactly. Because <laughs> if you are in our e-coaching program, you know I get hardcore. I may sound all soft and fine here, but guys, like, I mean business. You don't mess with the plan. And so it's really funny that Haley kind of admitted something to me, and you'll hear about that in a second, and then shared the rest of their journey. Um, her family sleep situation is a little odd. They are really not home very often. They travel a lot. Her husband travels a lot, so she frequently goes to her parents' house where she can be able to have assistance and help and have company. So I chose Haley to be on this podcast because I wanted to hear her unique story. I love sharing sleep wins, but I especially love hearing unique stories. And so I know Haley's journey may not be exactly something you resonate with as far as their day-to-day life, but I know you are going to resonate with Haley's ideas on what sleep training was going to be like, how she was able to process the emotional side of sleep training, and also stick around for the end because I have some coaching time with her. Haley has some questions and I openly asked her, hey, what do you got? Let's have a little private coaching time and record it. So I even give her answers on things that she's struggling with at the moment. So stick around to the end so you can hear that. Without any further delay, I know you guys are itching to get into it. Here is my conversation with Haley. Well, Haley, I'm so happy to chat with you. And we sent out an email um, uh, maybe like a month or so ago just asking if any family would like to talk with me about their experience. And you responded in like five minutes. And I was like, yep, got to talk to her. <laughs> I want to talk to her. You were so excited uh, about you know what you guys have accomplished and what you've done um, with your child's sleep. So I would love for you to just take a minute and introduce yourself to us so we can get to know you. Yes. Uh, well, I'm Haley and I'm married to Paul. And we have our first child who is a new eight month old. Uh, But when we started the program, she had just turned, if not, she was a few days away from six months. So when we found your program, it was really just a godsend and the perfect time. Um, So that's where we are today. Yeah. And you shared before we started um, the recording that you found us on Facebook through like a mom group. And I actually hear that frequently. um, And I get tagged in things like that all the time, like, oh, check out this and check out that. So when you were um, contemplating like, okay, maybe we should make some change here. The term like sleep training, was that something that kind of like scared you? Were you even seeking sleep help? Like what kind of brought you to the point where like, okay, we kind of have to do something? Well, we had been talking about what we needed to do for roughly two months because um, the four-month sleep regression killed us. We had a great sleeper up until that four months, and then we just allowed, it was really our fault, but we fell into (laughs) that regression horribly. We were not prepared, and we just taught her all of these horrible habits, uh, nursing to sleep and just relying on the pacifier. And I mean, just the list goes on. Uh, naps were, I, I think the longest nap she took before she was, um, before we did the sleep training was like 40 minutes long. And 
I was told breastfed babies do that and it's okay. It's normal. And so I'm like, I guess we're just going to suffer through this. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is really true. Um, and so that's kind of where we were for two months. It got to the point where I was over at my mom's a lot. They had been moving into a house. So I came over every day. I couldn't pick up my daughter at the end of the day. Like even in the afternoon, I was so sleep deprived. Um, our daughter, Hadley Grace, she had red eyes all day long. She was sleep deprived. I mean, it was just a horrible disaster. Um, and so that's when I found this comment on this Facebook page. And I told my husband, I was like, we're going to have to do something. Even though sleep training felt like torture, like I didn't want to torture my child. And I just had these wrong uh, conceptions about it. Um, and then looking into your program, I'm like, okay, I don't think she's going to have anxiety as a adult because of this one day. I think this is safe. <laughs> so that is absolutely. Yes, that's absolutely a pushback that I hear a lot. I addressed it actually twice yesterday with people on the phone. This just asking like, you know, what we're doing, is this going to make them, you know, be uh, not trust me? Are they going to have problems as they grow? And unfortunately, there's so many like awful mom blog articles talking about like these myths. And it's like, that's not even true. That's yeah. not even true. Yeah. And, um, you know, I can, I can always, I like to point to like my oldest child who's five, who's the reason that I do what I do. And like, that girl's like the happiest kid. We have the best relationship. Like, no, you know, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, that moment, like you, you kind of do have to, unfortunately, you kind of do have to hit that like rock bottom sleep deprived we've yeah. got to change something. You know, I actually rarely hear parents who are like, um, you know, things are okay. So I think I'll sleep train. Like, I don't really hear that. It's more like the opposite way. Um, so you said you shared this with Paul. Um, how did he accept this idea about sleep training? Was there any kind of, you know, maybe like um, pushback between you guys? Were you both on the same page? And how, how did that kind of affect you guys getting started? Well, I am a researcher, just my profession requires research. So I research, research. And so Paul's just learned along the way, I trust you. You've researched this. I'm not asking questions. Let's do it. He was a little hesitant when I said, first three days, it's all you. I'm backing off, but I've done this for six months. So it's your turn. <laughs> so yes, said, I think I can do this. I'm like, yes, you can do it. <laughs> and you guys, you did the six to 16 month program. Yes, we okay. did. Yes. Yeah, which I totally wish we'd started the program before. <laughs> that is okay. <laughs> They're not. And this is actually, I get this asked a lot as well. Is like, are they, are, am I supposed to do the four to five month and the six to 16 month? Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's actually like, you may or may not, like it really does depend on the baby and the situation. And so, but where you guys came to this, like that was the right time, you know? Yeah. So I don't ever want people to feel guilty. Like, Oh, I wish we had done this. I wish it was like, you know, you know what, this was the right time for you. And, and that's such a good thing. I love that you said you're a researcher and that, you know, your husband was like, okay, sure. Yep. We're doing this. This is definitely what I'm going to do. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I, I'm assuming that, you know, based off of your, what you just said, you guys had not tried sleep training before or anything like that. Had you prepared yourself with like reading anything? Like you said, you're a researcher. Um, had you read any books? Did you have any ideas about kind of what we, what you could do? We already had a semi-good bedtime routine um, because I initially started off from the beginning with the moms on call, which was really helpful. And then um, because we struggled with breastfeeding at the beginning, 
um, it was very traumatic for the first five weeks of her life, just getting her to latch and actually gain weight. She had lost so much weight. We had dealt with jaundice. So I was coming off with a little bit of PTSD from, can my child go all night without eating? I mean, sure. we were just so worried. I look at her now and, oh my gosh, she needs to start crawling so she can slim up a little bit. <laughs> we're not worried about weight yeah. anymore. But then it was just a, a big concern. And um, so, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Oh, no, you're good. No, you're good. Yeah. Um, no, I totally, I, I think like you were saying about oh, when mom's on call. Mom's on call. Yes. So we used uh, mom's on call to um, help us get that routine down. Um, but then I was getting some feedback saying you're breastfeeding. You don't need a routine. Um, you need to do everything on demand. And I think again, just kind of like with the, the phrase sleep training, routine or schedule scares people off but there is a routine that we all follow even when you're learning to feed on demand right um and so i went from i think and honestly that's probably what hit around the same time as the four month sleep regression we went from doing the bath time routine the same way every night and it was beautiful and she was sleeping six hours at a time and i went i could do this the rest of my life i'm good and then when we got off of that routine, even though we were doing the bath time and everything, it, it just kind of all fell apart with that four month sleep regression too. So, but I stuck with it for two months of, well, I'm, I need to, I need to make sure my milk supplies up. I don't want that to get ruined. And, and that was another con in my mind of sleep training. I'm like, I might not be able to breastfeed anymore. And it's finally working. I've spent five weeks trying to get this to work. I want to <laughs> keep doing this. So. Um, but yeah, and it ended up, it wasn't a concern. It wasn't anything to be concerning about. Yeah, but I completely honor that fear that you have because you worked so hard for it. And that is also something that I know a lot of moms listening to this right now are like, that is my fear. And I think one of our most popular episodes is, can you breastfeed and sleep train? And the answer is yes. <laughs> yes, you can. Um, in fact, I'll never forget my very first in-home client um, when we lived in Louisiana. Her son was 12 months old and she wanted to like keep nursing. She was like, I don't want to stop. I was like, great. She was like, but I'm going to have to, right? When I sleep train. I was like, no, we're not going to feed a like open buffet all night long. Right. Like that's stopping. But the daytime, you can definitely continue to nurse as much as he wants, as much as you want. And I remember like she told me just a few days later that he was so much more excited to eat. And that's exactly what I want that relationship to turn into is that it's like the baby is excited because it's like, whoa, mommy is not for sleep. This is delicious. Like, and I like this. And that's totally the change that I want every family to experience. And you said in the consultation video that they'll become better day eaters. And and I was excited to see that. I was like, I hope that's true because I want her to eat when she's supposed to be eating a year from now. I don't want her waking up a year from now wanting a snack or whatever. And, and I knew for their gut health, our bodies need that time of fasting. And I mean, that's why they call it breakfast is because you're breaking the fast. So I'm like, I know from my research, she needs, her gut needs to rest, but um, it had gotten to the point she was waking up every one and a half to two hours. So it just was 
I'm like, her gut's not resting. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's so true that, yeah, those, and, and we don't want to see it is not, I, I want to be careful that, you know, parents listening, it's not like we're cutting out feeds. You're just trying to transfer them, yeah. Like we're just trying to Absolutely. get them to the day. And then that breakfast time, like I want to see within 48 hours that they wake up in the morning. They're like, yes, <laughs> like ferociously <laughs> eating, whether it's bottle or rest, like they are like eager eaters. And yes. that is such a cool moment. Yeah, she, it's doing great. And my milk supply did not suffer at all for me personally. I can say that. And yeah, um, yeah it's been great. That's awesome. So let's kind of step back to when you bought the program. Um, just like the finite for the people listening that are like technical people. So you bought the program. How was it like interacting with our platform? Like the login, the program, the layout. What were your thoughts on that? And like, please let me know, like, is there anything you'd be like, Becky, you should change this. Like you should flip these things around or something. What was that experience like accessing your program? Um, I thought it was super easy actually. Yeah. It was just very straightforward. Um, I had already done like a, I dove into it a few days before I introduced it to Paul. Um, but it was, it was super easy. I mean, I can't remember going, how do we work this? Or, yeah. Um, it was actually surprising. Just, I was expecting it to be more difficult for some reason. I'm like, how does this really work with the video and the course and all that. And then when you buy the course, it's just poof, right there in your library. So, yeah. I mean, it wasn't challenging at all. Good. <laughs> That's the point. We actually like everything that I do, everything that like we put out, every email that we send, every organizing thing that I'd ever do. I really, truly try to look at it from the lens of like, my people are tired. <laughs> like my ideal person is exhausted and you have to communicate with those people differently than you would somebody, <laughs> you know? And so it's so like, we really do try to make it so simple. So I'm so glad um, that that was something you guys did. So, um, walk me through, you know, you don't have to obviously share like, you know, how every single night was for you guys, mm -hmm. but, um, I would love to hear the change and that beginning time from like the first few nights to getting to that third night. And if you had regression nights, it, do you remember any, I know it was a couple of months ago, but any highlights that you can recall from starting the program? Well, we started pretty much kind of breaking some of your rules. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love it. <laughs> we just kept going back and back and forth and just like, oh my gosh, do we really want to do this? Do we really want to do this? And we had already put her to bed. Um, so we did our normal bedtime routine. Yeah. Um, which included a bath and all that, but, yeah. um, anyways, and after we put her to bed, we just laid in bed and we were talking, do we really want to begin this tonight or do we wait till tomorrow night or do we wait another week? Because it was the 4th of July week that we started and we were going out of town on day five. <laughs> so we were traveling, Yeah, <laughs> which is, you know, I've, I've heard you say before, if you can stay at home for two weeks in the same, you know, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, you're already going to be breaking these rules. Like, but we were so desperate for sleep. It, we just finally said, yep, before she wakes up at 10 PM, we're going to watch this video. We're going to learn everything we need to learn. And then we're just going to start tonight. Even though she's already in bed, the passy's gone already. And like, we're, we're just going to dive into this. Yeah. And then tomorrow night we'll do the bedtime routine exactly how Becca has said to do it. And so that's how we started. Um, I mean, I was even on the phone with my mom, like, do you think it's smart to do this when we're going to be traveling on day five? And like, that's around the sleep regression time anyways. And, <laughs> but it worked so beautifully, um, even with that. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's just 
we had a good solid four days to get her going. And by night two, um, there was just this light bulb that went off with our baby and she got it. And by night three, we're like, we're pros. <laughs> it's been happening forever. Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe a week ago we were struggling and like now it's just incredible. Um, it, I would say like night one was challenging, but we just kept supporting each other and going, it's okay. Watch that timer. It's okay. And I mean, she woke up and all it told me every time my husband came back in the room, I said, it's just habit. She's waking up at the exact same time. I said, I'm like, I know she's not hungry. It's just mm -hmm. habitual at this point. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Um, it made him feel better. He's like, are you sure she doesn't need to eat? Like, I'm sure. Yeah, it <laughs> is. It's called metabolic memory. They remember yeah. that like, I'm supposed to have something right now. I'm supposed to have something. And like, of course, and I say it in the console, but like, of course, if somebody offered you your favorite meal multiple times in the middle of the night, you'd be like, yes, please. And then when they don't bring it one night, you're going to wake up and be like, where's my favorite thing in the whole wide world. Right. I mean, it is. And I love that you described it as like a light bulb moment because that's for babies, especially, I don't know why the six to nine month olds that I've worked with, like they get it the fastest. It clicks the fastest with them. And it is, it's like this moment they're like, oh, so mom, dad, bottle, pacifier, rocking, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't get me to sleep. I get myself to sleep. Like it is, it's this crazy thing for them. And it's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it ended up being just completely fine that first week. I mean, I wouldn't recommend doing it that way. If I ever told, you know, I'd say, please try to stay at home for those two weeks, but we just stuck her in the bathroom. Um, so it was completely blacked out. Yeah. Uh, when we went on our trip and the fireworks didn't wake her up and like, yeah, we managed it just fine. So, yeah. um, yeah, it worked. Well, I told you in the beginning to be so honest with me and tell me everything. And I'm glad you did. <laughs> I actually sometimes get um, inquiries from families who just travel constantly and they want to know like, is this even possible for us? Like, is this something we can do? And you know, if that is, if you're listening to this and like you, your life is like that, you're, you're maybe constantly traveling or you feel like you never have consistency. You have to figure out the consistency that you can have control over. Like, can you be in the same time zone? <laughs> Yes. Can you do the bedtime routine? Um, can you have a dark, quiet space for your baby? Because babies, especially, it's just, they're so ingrained in that routine mm -hmm. and they just love it. So now two months out for you guys, uh, about two months out. Yeah. How are things now for Hadley? Have you experienced any regressions? Have you had moments where things snapped backwards? Are you still anxious about maybe going backwards? How are things for you guys right now? Um, well, two thoughts that pop into my mind with that right now. So I feel like we're going through an eight month sleep regression. She is on the brink of crawling. Mm. So, um, I got home last night and she was asleep, which is amazing. We can leave her with a babysitter. It's phenomenal. Um, yes. <laughs> I got home and before I went to sleep, she was talking kind of fussy, but I could tell I'm like, Oh, she's just crawling around. Um, we're at my mom and dad's right now. My husband travels a lot. So he's in the, um, he's in Europe right now and we have her in the pack and play in a bedroom. But also side note here, I don't have to worry about the blinds and the light coming in because yes. the slumber pod is amazing. <laughs> if I could put that over her crib at home, I would. Holy moly. I have to go and wake her up from naps when she's in that slumber pod, by the way. It's just 
it is the best. I, I wholeheartedly recommend it. Yes. yes. I will put my, I will put my $10 off code in the show notes, you guys, because yes. Haley is proof. It's amazing. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's phenomenal. So, um, right now, um, I feel like we're going through that eight month sleep regression and, uh, but I have the confidence just from the sleep society too. Um, and that's really why I was like, I told Paul, I said, I want to become a lifetime member. He's like, are you sure? Like, yes, I've done it. It's a great deal. <laughs> so we jumped on that wagon train on day uh, yeah. one. So that bandwagon and um, it has just been, that has helped me get through just this week alone and to know, Hey, it's okay. We're going to go through this just for a little bit and then she's going to be fine. Um, so yeah. Sleep Society came at the perfect time for us. Oh, good. I was about to go, wait, I, I need a refresher. Yeah. Well, and it's so <laughs> like, effects. yes. And the video for her age, it's like a combined seven, eight, and nine months because the similar yeah. thing is crawling. And I'm pretty sure that's exactly what I talk about um, in that video is like, yeah, they're going to learn to crawl. They're going to do these things. And those seven, eight, nine month olds, they're all going through a similar thing. And that's why the sleep, the eight people ask, like there's the four month regression, the eight month regression, the 12 month regression, mm -hmm. the four month regression is, yeah, they're maturing. They're getting, you know, their new sleep cycles, eight months ish. They're learning how to crawl 12 months ish. They're learning how to walk. Like it's just those developmental things. And I'm so happy you said that because that's exactly why I was like, this sleep society has to happen because I'm telling parents all the time months later, Hey, you should have done this. If you had known this. Yeah. And then I was like, I got to do something about that. <laughs> like we got to educate people. And so, yeah, that's such, that's like the natural progression that I want parents to see is like you sleep train, you understand those basics, and then you continue the sleep education knowing that like, this is just what we got to keep up with to keep a good sleeper going for literally, you know, their entire life. And like you said, or do I have any fears of the future? Well, because of sleep society, I mean, I've already gone all the way past a year watching videos just because yeah, I, I am nervous about when she's starting to stand up and it's like, oh my gosh, what do I do then? And just all of those things, I really want to minimize these sleep regressions as much as possible, yeah. knowing that it's part of the development. So that's a good thing. I'm glad she's having them, but it doesn't mean I have to run in and rescue her so quickly. She doesn't need rescuing. She's fine. <laughs> yes. I, it's so true. Yeah. She's not looking for anyone to come swoop her up and save her. She's literally working through things. And that thought is that thought, that cognitive thought is not even in her brain. Like, you know, <laughs> to need to be rescued. Um, although I think God probably puts that in our hearts, but you know, I think for, I think for her, she's probably not thinking that. Um, but it is so amazing to me that babies just want it and they crave it and they latch onto it. And it's just a cool thing. So with that in mind, like since you and I are right here together, do you have any specific questions? Is there any like a little coaching time, any questions that like you want to ask about or anything that you're thinking of? Um, I had a few, let me see if I can remember them too. Um, I guess a big one is there's several things that happen in my day at nine 30 now, mm -hmm. um, which is, one of her nap times. Yeah. So right now I have like my parents and like my in-laws and some friends helping out, but it would kind of be nice not to have to rely so much on other people mm -hmm. just to keep the sanity, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And so how much, like we already go to church on Sunday morning. And so mm -hmm. 
she went to nursery for the first time this past Sunday because we decided, you know what, she just wants to get down and move during service, so it's time. Well, yeah. apparently she had the whole nursery screaming. Oh. <laughs> because she said, it's 9.30, it's time for my nap. So mm-hmm. she just got the director to rock her the whole time and mm-hmm. hold her, and she slept for an hour, which yep. was totally fine. I'm like, yep. Hey, thank you for letting my child sleep because mm-hmm. um, that helped the rest of the day. So I kind of feel like we've gotten Sundays under control, mm-hmm. but on Wednesdays, I'm trying to go to this Bible study at nine 30. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm like, that would be two days in a week to kind yeah. of mess up her nap time. Um, and I've registered her for the childcare, but what, yeah. what would you do? Would you take her to the childcare? And I would, I would take her. Yeah, I totally would. And um, because she knows what to do, you know, I mean, um, Sundays, I'm totally with you. Yeah, just have someone to hold her. And if that's how she's going to be at peace, that's fine. Um, and, and just a couple of months from now, she'll probably be looking to just play and she yeah. won't be such an angry, you know, napper, like, ah, it's my nap time. And I think that's a fear that people have is like, oh, once we sleep train, I've got to be in a rigid schedule. No, you don't. You can have, you can have off Sundays. That's fine. And on Wednesdays, when you have that Bible study, yes, go, like seriously go. And there's a lot of different things we could look at. So if there is maybe like a, um, I remember my youngest Hattie, when I would go to like an every other week study at church, there was like one closet with one pack and play. And I was like the first one there to get the closet with the back and play <laughs> because my kid was the only one who was like, you know, a phenomenal sleeper. So I was like, okay, we're going and we're going to get the, the pack and play. And I got there just like 15 minutes early so that I could like, I could avoid her falling asleep in the car and we'd get there and I would um, change her diaper, put her sleep sack on, say night night, and I would put her down in the pack and play closet and then close the door and then leave. And sometimes they said she cried for 10 minutes and then fell asleep and only fell asleep for like 30 or 45 minutes and they got her up and she woke up and they got her. I was like, that's fine. You know what? Like I'll take it, um, whatever you want to give me. And then there were like sporadic times where she just like would not sleep for whatever reason and they would pick her up and, and rock her to sleep. And she loved that. She's always been my like snuggle cuddle one. Um, but she knows like, I don't do that. So I think she just took advantage of those people doing that. Um, and I would go back there like a handful of times and there she was like being rocked to sleep. I was like, well, whatever. Um, I got to have my time. And that was like, in those times that kind of trumps it. You know what I mean? Like enjoy, like go and do that. If you can get a pack and play in a closet, great. If not, um, and someone can rock her, that's not going to like break the rest of everything for her. Um, and like I said, I think probably at like 10, 11, 12 months, you're probably going to be able to just skip it all together and just power through and she can fall asleep on the way home. Um, and you could take a little drive and, or just, you know, your normal route home, let her fall asleep for a little bit, get her up, have lunch, play, and then put her down for like nap too. But it would really be like her first nap at home. And then she may tank up. She may do like a two or two and a half hour nap at that point. And I would enjoy that again, some more downtime um, for her. And so, yeah, you, I would totally want you to go and sign her up and bring her and see how she does. Um, and almost the same thing, like evening time. I know that um, some churches or some meetings and things like that happen in the evening time, like five, five thirty, And it gets to be tricky on those, like, let's say it's like a Sunday night kind of thing. Cause I feel like they're way more prone to being cranky and then it sets up for like a bad night. So if we can do the morning time, I would be all for it. Like, yeah, then the rules in the morning, it can be okay. 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 Um, and then 
for the afternoon, we would still be trying to aim for those three hours. You know, it may or may not. Like, so if she does, let's say she sleeps for like half an hour, um, uh, it's on somebody in the morning time, then um, let's say you get home at 1130 and um, maybe she slept for a few minutes in the car. Um, you could kind of use that to your advantage. We'll get home. We'll, we'll, play, we'll have lunch solids, we'll maybe um, have a feed, and then maybe I'll get you down for your second nap like 30 minutes to almost an hour early. It kind of just depends. Like you'll have to find a normal Wednesday rhythm. I would just get her down early for that second nap, and she may sleep for like two hours or two and a half hours. Um, I would then look to see, do we need to do an early bedtime or not? Like let's say she slept for 30 minutes in the morning and then she slept for two hours in the afternoon and she maybe slept from, I don't know, um, two to four or something like that. Well, then you could do like a seven o'clock bedtime and that would be fine for her. But if she needs, because you would know Hadley and be like, that girl's really tired. She's really cranky. Let's do a 6.30 bedtime instead of a seven. That would be okay too. Then like the next day, Thursday, I would be like, oh no, we're right back in it. Like 9.30 nap. We're right on the money. And just like rigid on Thursdays to get back in the habit of it. Okay. So, and that's the thing too, my Thursday schedules. <laughs> A little wonky too and so yeah. that's my second question is how often can I force her to be flexible in a week yeah I so mean Saturday I we're being flexible Wednesday we're being flexible mm -hmm. Thursday we need to be flexible yeah. Thursday I'm not putting her down for her afternoon nap my in-laws yeah. are doing that okay um and I'm already, we start next Thursday with that and I'm that is one thing I'm super nervous about yeah. not because of my in-laws but because the time I have to leave to make it to an appointment at one, one to yeah. three, she will need to go down anywhere between one thirty and two thirty, depending on the morning nap. Yeah. And it's feeding her. Cause I feed her 30 minutes before she takes a nap. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So I'm going to need to be feeding her at 1230. Mm -hmm. And you could do, nervous. yeah, you could do. Um, and I totally get that you're nervous about like, that's too many days rocking the boat. So I, I talk a little bit about how like I forced a short nap on my old, my youngest child. Mm -hmm. I like, cause I wanted to, I wanted my second nap to overlap her second nap to overlap with my oldest. So I had like at least an hour of like downtime. And so you guys could do something like that. You could force her, like you'd have to wake her up when I say force, like you could only let her sleep for 30 or 45 minutes in the morning. Okay. And then get her up and let's say that that is, um, 10, 15. And then we're going to go down for your second nap at like 1 15, And then the idea is that that second nap is like two hours long or even like two and a half hours long or something like that. So you could try to manipulate that with her, which I am okay to tell you that because I know Hadley sleeps great. Yeah. I would never tell like, you know, somebody says, oh, my kid is like up all night long and we have no schedule, blah, blah, blah. Then I would never tell them like, oh, why don't you cut off an app and make this one? Like it doesn't work. <laughs> you have to have these foundations. So I would encourage you, maybe that's a rhythm that you guys could get into is like a short morning nap. Yes. And a long afternoon nap. That way, if you have to feed her at 1230, well, she's going to go down at 115. So that's just 45 minutes from now. Um, mm -hmm. And that's okay. So that you, yeah, you can do that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause the morning naps are always the best, but oh, she will be in her slumber pod too. So that might help. Yes. That's <laughs> true. In the afternoons. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. So that's Becca approved. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Becca approved and Becca has done that. Yes. <laughs> 
was weird, you know, the, and I did it because I wanted, like I said, I wanted that overlap. Yeah. But then when I had two kids who I had like a morning nap and then the other one had a midday nap and then Hattie had another nap. I was like, I cannot be. And we were actually living with my parents at that time. I was like, I cannot be here like <laughs> all day. It's too long. Um, so yeah, I had to break it up. Um, but no, I totally get it. So yeah. Any other questions? Those are the big ones right now. So, um, yeah, I think we're, I'm, we're probably going to be taking her to Germany next April, but I'm more comfortable with that because she'll be on a, a one nap a day and yes, we can just have her sleep in the train and Cars. Oh yes. Well, I'm definitely um, on my radars to get like an international um, travel blog or international travel video or something like that up yes. um, with some people who like, I have never done international travel with my children. So I don't really want to sit down and be like, this is how you do it. Cause I've never done it, but I have several like close friends or colleagues who have done it a lot. So that's something that um, I'd like to add into the society as well to have like a little bit of a deeper insight. So I am so thankful for you sharing your story and as a kind of an ending, um, what would you maybe encourage a mom who is like listening to this or kind of on the fence about like, yeah, I want to make change, but like, oh, I don't know about this. This could be really difficult. Kind of like you were saying before. Yeah. What? How would you encourage someone who is considering starting one of our sleepy coaching programs? Um, well, in my profession, I work with um, cognitive training uh, with adults, and sleep is so important for healing and memory and our babies need that too. Um, my baby wasn't making the physical um, progression as she should have. And I, and I knew she was ready to. And as soon as she started to get some nights of good sleep, it all just clicked and everything started to fall right into place. And her brain was just starving for sleep. So I think it's something that you have to put the fear aside that you're not going to cause them to have anxiety. We call her Happy Hadley now. My dad only calls her Happy because she's just happy. <laughs> she's not fussy all the time um, because she's getting such good sleep. It's the opposite of what I would thought it was going to happen. There's no sign of anxiety. There's only happiness. Um, she goes to bed singing as an eight month old can, you know, just to herself and she's comfortable. Um, now, not every time she goes to bed singing, but she, I mean, she's not fighting and, and it's so nice to have our life back. Um, nap time routine is three to five minutes long. So it's just, I can have a friend over pop her in bed and come right back down and haven't missed a beat. And, um, yeah, it's just given us freedom put aside the fear that you're going to cause your child to have anxiety one day. I've read those blogs <laughs> and in our case, it's just, I don't see that ever happening because of sleep training. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ruin her in some other way, but because of sleep training, no. <laughs> It is so true. And that is why even inside the e-coaching, there is a, there are three links to three articles that are research backs, you know, proven studies. And my favorite one is the American Academy of Pediatrics has a study that there is no long-term effects of sleep training. There is none. Yeah. And so for those parents who are like, no, yes, there is. I heard on this mommy blog. No, there's not. Like read, read the facts. And I will tell you that is not research. <laughs> so 
<laughs> mom blogs are not research. They're good for some encouragement, but you can't base that's that's not valid research. So you can't base what how you're raising your child off of that and say that's research. So I do read the mom blogs on the side just to kind of know, hey, I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. But don't don't base your parenting off of a mom blog. That's that's their that's their opinion. Right. It's so true. And you have just given us so much encouragement today. And I loved hearing your story from, you know, bending the rules and sleep training to now bending the rules um, after sleep training. And I, I know so many people are going to resonate with your story and I'm so grateful for you sharing it with us. Thank you, Becca. Okay. That was awesome. Thank you. That was fantastic. I love, I loved everything you said. I like, I cannot wait to share this. It's going to be okay. awesome. Can you edit my voice so I don't sound so country? Oh, no, no, no. Be quiet. (laughs) Be quiet. It was, it was awesome. It was so good. And I am so, I'm really happy. I didn't even ask you to like talk about the sleep society, but, um, it's interesting because in in my line of work, like I actually don't get a lot of feedback. Like I do hear, you know, oh, the sleep training program is great. I have heard nothing from anybody in the sleep society. And so, yeah, so I'm, I definitely, I was glad you said that because I was like, oh, good. (laughs) It's good. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, my husband was like, well, don't you want to just get the annual one? And I was like, Paul, this is a $500 value. I can tell you that right now. And then when you posted later on in the day, like it's going up, I was like, I told you it was at least $500. I'm like, Becca, come on. You're worth more. I know. Well, that I like literally, I, I just, I was so, I was shocked that like, um, that that was like what some, what people wanted. And so we've taken, um, did you get the hundred minutes in there yes. too? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we've actually taken, um, we've taken that part out and you can do the lifetime for two nights. So you got a deal. That's I'm excited about that. That's what sealed it though. That's what I was like, Paul, forget this. He's like, we're trying to save money. I'm like, yeah, we are. Yeah, I know, but it's for lifetime. You've got it for life. And that's so awesome. So I'm excited. That's what blew my mind. Yeah. Like, and we can, and I said, you know, this is our first kid. So just having this, yeah. it's just phenomenal. I'm so, so glad. Yeah. I tell everybody about you. I just Aww. ran into my old boss at a baby consignment still. And I'm like, why are you here? She's like, I'm pregnant. I'm like, and look at Becca. <laughs> like, <"Look> to you. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, I cannot thank you enough for sharing all that. And, um, I'm, I'm so silly as you were talking about, you're from Huntsville. Um, I like, as my husband just walked out and I was telling you all about our connections, um, his brother just moved back to Decatur. So I'm sure I will be in that area again sometime soon. Yes, yes. And I've got a bunch of people there. It'd be fun to do like a meetup or something one day. Uh, oh, but, um, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I love that. So. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your day. And thank you so much for taking time to chat with me. Thank you, Becca. I appreciate it. I hope y'all enjoyed Haley's story. I hope you maybe resonated with it, found some encouragement by it, and maybe you're ready to make sleep a thing for your family. All you need to do is go to littlezsleep.com and you can find your family's program to start tonight. You guys, over the next months and beyond, we are going to be sprinkling in these real stories from families who have experience with our programs, who have a really awesome journey from sleep deprivation to a full night of rest. If you would like to be featured, just shoot us an email. Go to support at littlezsleep.com. Tell us your story and we can have you here on this podcast with us. I hope you guys have sweet dreams. I'll see you next time.